we're back with another episode. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It's the Face Off. It's the Face Off. Spread love, spread light. We are here to entertain you. That's what we give a disclaimer at the beginning of our podcast. Boom, baby. We're here to educate and inform with entertainment. Yeah. That is it. All right. Welcome back to... Whoa. 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 That was loud. Jesus. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of The Face Out with Fleming and Fowler. This is part two. We're back at it again. We ain't even going to ask for how our week was because we're no, really we already the same know. thing. You already heard the things. Exactly. All right. So while you were gone, you probably didn't hear about this, but affirmative action got shut down by the, uh, by the Supreme Court, U.S. Okay. Supreme Court. Here's my European privilege. <laughs> I <laughs> did hear inklings and I saw things, but I made the conscious choice to disengage because I was out of the country. country and right. that means I don't have to subscribe to American politics. Exactly. So while I did know that happened, right. I immediately was not going i didn't have the bandwidth gotcha so you can tell me what happened so basically um the there was there were these asian students at harvard who were pissed off or something like that allegedly and they were kind of upset that people were getting into these schools and they were not and so they were looking at harvard university as a catalyst for not selecting them but we're not realizing that harvard had allegedly has these standards where if you're basically like a nepo baby or all legacy these um, legacy baby mm-hmm. you know these legacy students are getting in and um they're not qualified as qualified as other asians blacks and whites whatever so long story short they took it to the this lawsuit ended up going all the way to the supreme court where the supreme court basically said that it is unconstitutional to factor in race as a part of your admissions process and so affirmative action obviously was put in place to try to make it more equal when they when it comes to selecting people for jobs and schools and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff even the military now the only people that have the exception to this rule or to the supreme court's ruling is the military so the military can still use race as a factor to then um uh, accept people into different elite schools like you know uh what is the one called the air force uh, oh it's called uh west point oh, west no, point yes 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 that's the one you're thinking of yes west point i think that's like navy that. is that air force or navy either, either way it's it doesn't military. matter i don't care so basically um it's statistically known that affirmative action has really never really helped black people it's only helped mediocre white women get into positions of power and so now they're going to be forced to um rely on their own qualities and qualifications so if you don't have the grades no matter how much money you're given no matter how much this and this and that Mm -hmm. if you don't have the grades if you don't have the the um the qualifications you're not going to get in and you're not going to be able to use it so it's really not they're taking it away and it should have never been in the first place you should have never had to use affirmative action this for this long it was only supposed to be a catalyst to change the way that our economy runs and being equal in in uh being able to hire for jobs and stuff like that it was never meant to be this long of a situation so it was an effort 
right when everything was going on with civil, the civil rights, rights to absolutely. be like, hey, yeah, we have to do something absolutely. because y'all are going to be in this fucking hole of a situation until we do something, and this is the only thing we can think of right now. Absolutely. I agree. My issue with affirmative action has always been you allow people who are of a disadvantaged situation mm -hmm. into these spaces, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time, you do that with no backup help. You're just like, mm -hmm. I don't know, especially in kind of... Um, spaces like harvard where it's very elite and it's very backed in money and politics and all of these things you let these students in but then like no one knows how to fuck to navigate that shit and no one you know necessarily had all the tutoring and the just other things that come along with wealth so you're allowing these people into these spaces and then like who's making sure that they succeed in these spaces well i think the bigger problem is this definition of elitism like you graduated from, let's just say you were a PT, right? Mm -hmm. So you went to UT, yeah. which has probably more than likely more funding than Florida and University, which is where I went to school. Correct. At the end of the day, we both ended up at the same hospital. Yes. <laughs> so who's really elite is my question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, no, no person in certain industries, like let's just say in the healthcare industry, because that's where we are. In the healthcare industry, I am never going to say, oh, wow, you studied at John Hopkins? I don't care if you went to John Hopkins because you're putting that reputation on John Hopkins. But that's because we don't operate in the spaces where it matters. Exactly. So it, no one gives a fuck where we got our degrees. No, because at the end of the day, we still ended up at the same hospital. In these like upper echelon of places, it really does matter but where what, you go but, to school. But give me an example of an, of an upper echelon place. Because in biz, a biz, here's the thing. An MBA is an MBA is an MBA is an MBA. Correct. But the circles you're put in because of where you went to school True. and all those networking things. That's the difference. That's the, and But I'm saying that comes along with like um, the different clubs you should join and who you should be affiliated with. And you who shouldn't. you have better networks and, with. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. But no one tells you that unless you're in these circles. So you're allowing right. these people to go in and they still don't have a fucking fighting chance to be risen to these other, I don't know. It's not technically a feel, class of citizens, but these other upper spaces because there's you're just letting them I don't know. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like if you if you took a person from like an inner city area, right, and they got accepted into Harvard, you obviously have the grades and the the mental bandwidth and fortitude to be able to handle the curriculum that you're about to enter into. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, you're gonna be exposed to way more and given an opportunity to now navigate through that world of quote-unquote elitism mm -hmm. versus somebody who went to ut right like this i i just think that this idea of oh well, i'm a harvard grad so fucking what bitch we had the same job so you paid more for your degree and we ended up mm -hmm. at the same damn job no matter if it's healthcare, no matter if it's business no matter if it's education whatever the case may be but i get what you're saying but i just yeah. feel like it will never make sense to us because it doesn't matter for the shit that we do right but for these literally like upper class people because there's stupid people who just know how to get through ivy league schools yeah and there's just upper class people who where you go to school and all these other fucking innuendo shit that mm -hmm. we'll never care about or know it, it, it's so important and means so much shit yeah and i wish i had that problem i wish i had enough money to have that problem nah. we'll never i when i made the decision to go to FAMU, that was the best decision i've ever made in my life and i do not regret it i'm also wondering like first of all i know i wouldn't be able to get through some of the other schools <laughs> because <laughs> I had too much fun anyway. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. People really want to go to Harvard. I can just you, buy a shirt. 
if you got a cricket, just make a shirt that know, says man. you went to Harvard. Who cares? Like I never want to walk. You know, you know what other shirts or what other schools I want to walk around the with? The ones that want me. And no, I want to walk around with shirts on from Howard University mm-hmm. and Spelman and Morehouse and Alabama State University and Alabama A and M University and Bethune Cookman University and Florida Memorial and Edward Waters and Morris Brown. Those are the colleges and the shirts that I want to wear. I don't want to walk around with a Yale shirt. I could care less about going to y'all got at the end of the day, whatever industry you go into, if you have to have a license or whatever certification, no matter if you went to a PWI, an elite school, whatever top 10, whatever you want to call it, or an HBCU, at the end of the day, we all had to sit for the same exams, the same certification exam. If you went to nursing school, or oh, I'm a Harvard grad and I went to nursing school at Harvard. Guess what? You had to take the same nursing exam that a person from Alabama state had to take. Yeah. From a person from FSU had to take. They're just put into spaces where they make more money and connections and have better jobs. Not than really. A lot of people. Yes. Not, really. I mean, well, in certain industries, I would say. I Maybe. think that's what it is. I also think Harvard's like the Beyonce of colleges. Like people hear Harvard growing up, you know. You don't think Brown or Yale is better? I think Harvard has the name recognition of being Harvard. Yeah. You're a Harvard grad. Stanford, I went to Harvard. Princeton. And it's it's all the people who went to Harvard always telling us they fucking went to Harvard. But it's just like this big name and people yeah. know you're super smart if you go to Harvard, which isn't necessarily true, but it's very hard to get in and it's elite and prestigious. So yeah, people are just all like, the I want to go to Harvard. In. I'm like, well, I don't, it's so expensive. I want to go where it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. I think though, they, if you get into Harvard and your parents make less than a certain amount of money, it's you get a full ride. Oh, that's good. I think my mom told me that. That's good. I was like, well, I could have gone to Harvard. I couldn't have gone to Harvard. No, definitely not. Never. But no. um, I wouldn't have paid attention enough. Affirm. I just I was affirmative action doing that much today? No, in, it, in, no. like in the last ten years, it was only helping white women. It only helped to elevate well, even white in, women. I was listening to an interview. Mediocre white women at that. This black woman who was probably in her sixties, mm-hmm. and I don't. She had um. She was like either an engineer or in medicine or something, Mm -hmm. but she was saying we like, you know, we had our time for affirmative action Mm -hmm. and it, you know, we tried to do as much as we could to elevate our stuff. She's like, is it, if it hasn't worked for y'all by now, it's never going to work. It's never going to fucking work. Absolutely. There's gotta be other things. Mm -hmm. So. Well, this is why you have discrimination in the workplaces. This is why you have a lot of companies who, in spite of affirmative action, they have set up these very systematic, oppressive type of um, cultures, work cultures. Because, yes, we're going to let you get a foot in the door. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to promotions, when it comes to leadership opportunities, we're never going to give that to you. Because because this is the loophole. Technically, we're not discriminating against you because we let you work here. here. But we're never going to elevate you, even though you're more qualified than some other people who are sitting here with you. But we're never going to elevate you. And that's where... You cannot, unfortunately, control the affirmative action part of what it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. But I agree. Affirmative action was only meant as a catalyst for change. And it was supposed to lead us into this new generation of not caring what the color of people's skin is and not discriminating. Because, again, they show you these these pictures of these, you know, acceptance letters from 19... 45 and 1950s where they're like well unfortunately because you're a negro we can't accept you into our medical school and it's like yeah that's just blatantly discriminatory well, and i'm sure you know? at the time they were like well shit we have to do something what can right. we do and they're like well you have to at least let them start coming in exactly so they're given a chance to like okay well then we're gonna say exactly. that a certain amount of people have to be right minorities to and that that probably made a lot of sense and then you get then. funding for it but like let's yeah. let's not talk let's not 
not talk about the funding that comes with that. There's a certain quota that these schools have to meet, mm-hmm. diversity quotas, where they're given money. We think Ron DeSantis in Florida is just like, well, we don't want to teach diversity. No, you don't want to give schools money for having to have diversity anymore. That's where it comes at. You really think this... Yeah, now, yes. Do I believe that Ron DeSantis is a racist? Absolutely. Allegedly. Just for the protection of the podcast. But <laughs> at the same time, these laws that they are moving, that they are putting into place, it all goes back to, to money. Money's everything. If, if you get quotas, FSU, Florida State University, for having black students there... The only way that I no longer have to fund you is if I get rid of the whole system of diversity and inclusion. And I'm going to say on the backs, well, we don't need diversity. It's woke culture. Because he loves to say the word woke, even though he doesn't know what the fuck it means, you <laughs> dumbass bitch. Anyway, but still, that's how they get away with it. And because it's you think women's rights and having abortions and all that kind of stuff is about the actual abortion itself. No, it's about the funding. Because some of these hospitals are government funded. Mm-hmm. It's about the funding, but it's also about preserving white supremacy at the same time. But anyway, um, but I think that's where that's literally where it comes from. Is that that the that, 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 that the diversity and inclusion portion is really about no longer wanting to fund yeah. diversity and inclusion. So. Well, but now they're going to no expose fun. themselves that their children are really dumb. When you got people like Lori Laughlin over here sitting here, you oh. know, paying money for your, ch- mm-hmm. your for your child, your child can TBT barely get to a, that. Listen, okay, that was a whole time. You, if you got to pay to get your child in a certain school, your child is stupid. Like, do the work. Do instead of lying, you're doing all this, spending all this time lying on an application when your child could have just joined the same sports that she claimed that she did. <laughs> you could have legit just studied and did volunteer work or whatever yeah. the case. But also, too, college is a trap. And the minute y'all kids figure that out, y'all ain't gonna want to go nowhere. Just buy the t-shirts. Anyway, other than that, uh, student loans. Speaking of uh, speaking of traps, so Joe Biden, you know, promised us. You promised us, Joe Byron. We were all rooting for you. Um, he promised that he was going to forgive all these loans, blah, blah, blah. But he did it through a particular act that um, the reason why the Supreme Court, he had all these lawsuits against him. The reason why the Supreme Court was like, hey, no, we got to strike this down is because he did it under the guise of this particular area. And that was not his uh, area that he could do it in. So anyway, Joe Biden was like, OK, since you want to do all this fuck shit, don't worry about it. I'm going to come back through the back door another way. And I'm going to forgive thirty nine billion dollars for only eight hundred thousand people. And I'm like, first of all, that's a shame that. 800,000 people have $39 billion of student loans. Like, not even like home debt, credit card debt. No, you only got that in student loan. Not even a million people got a billion dollars in student loans. (laughs) That should tell you something that's off with that. So apparently he's going a different route or whatever. So starting this week um, and and next week also, too, that there should be people who are getting their loans forgiven or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm all for it. But Joe, maybe get me out of this fucking recession. Maybe let's lower the fucking interest rate so I can refinance my house. Joe's like one thing at a time. Yeah, because I know you're not going to forgive my personal loans. He's 80. He can only do one thing at a time. Give me something. Throw me a fucking bone, Joe. I got to buy a car. That's You really do. You, you Listen, you don't had too much fun in Europe. You don't forgot about all your responsibilities at the house. <laughs> you're like, goddamn. I came I out, yeah, I'm like, huh, interesting. I got to do all this stuff for my house. Yep. Um, I'll tell you what else is interesting, though. Speaking of colleges and schools, um, the amazing, prestigious sorority of Alpha Kappa Alpha in Co- Sorority Incorporated has now created a new credit union um, with the intent of expanding black wealth and things of that nature. I think they're the first That's sorority so cool. or fraternity to, um, I think, don't get me, I'm not, a, I'm not an AKA, mm-hmm. so don't come for me. Um, allegedly, I think they're the first Greek organization, probably black Greek or- organization to um, create and own a bank. 
um, of their own. So, I, and it's not—I don't think it's just for AKAs. They just own a black, you know, uh, credit union. But I think that's amazing that they open that up, and that shows um, how black women are just amazing. I mean, what else is there? I would agree. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll tell you what's not amazing. Uh, unfortunately, our SAG right the writers from SAG and the SAG actors and all that after a blah blah blah. Screen Writers Guild. Screen yes. Actors Guild. Screen Screen, screen Actors, actors Guild. Guild. And so the writers, as well as the writers have been on strike, I think for about 75, 76 days, something like that. Um, and then the uh, actors are actually, they just went on strike on Friday, uh, July the 14th. That's going to slow production. Well, apparently this is the first, this is the second strike or the first strike since the 1960s when they both went on strike together. Oh, before. really? Yeah. Cause um, I think the writers go on strike more often. Cause the writers than... are like, fuck this. And the actors are like, we just want to exactly keep acting right but i think a lot of a lot of actors are writers and so that's why they kind of have to be on the picket lines together but um fran drescher who played on the nanny more famously she is the president of sag after uh for the union really she is and she let me tell you something that character was literally just a character because when i tell you she coming for all their heads i, I love Fran. That. she was you know the thing is with everything that's happening with streaming services the industry has changed as far as these contracts and what you can get for residuals and stuff like that, right? So you make a TV show, even though you may help write it or you may not, whatever the case may be, you do get residual checks. So let's say the cast from Martin, y'all get residual checks. The problem is if Netflix and Hulu puts Martin on Netflix and Hulu, they are not getting residual checks for that allegedly but people are watching that but people are watching being streamed exactly and the streams are getting them paid but not the actors and the writers and the crew members who are a part of that they just get one check from the show being sold to the network exactly and if martin is not playing on like you know on tv cbs and stuff like that then of course they're not getting paid for that the cast and crew whatever their contracts are and the contracts are having all these addendums but they're not changing the culture and especially even too with ai with them being able to do all of this different stuff without them and automate it that's what Mm. that's what they're really fighting for because a lot of people you know I, i saw this video from amanda seals this week and Amanda Seals, she hit the nail on the head. I am not in the, the acting industry whatsoever, right? But as a, as a consumer, you can't help but to know certain things, right? So a lot of people have, the, a lot of actors in Hollywood have the appearance of being wealthy. And we think that a lot of people, because we see them on a syndicated show, that they got all this money, right? But we've seen time and time again where you have one hit show and then after that, you're like, where did this person go? Yeah, you went back to working a regular job. Like years ago, um, they tra- this one person tried to shame um, Elvin, I can't remember his name, jo- Je- Jeffrey, Jeffrey Owen, I think that's what his name is, who played Sandra's he husband on the, um, at a grocery, at a grocery store, store. Right, and she tried to shame him like, this is where he landed. No, this is what happens when you don't have regular work. Like mm-hmm. actors are just contractors. That's all they are. Yeah. They get in a, in a job for a set amount of time, they get a set amount of money, and then they move on to the next job. That's no different from them being a traveling nurse it's no different from them being a traveling therapist you're a contractor for this amount of time yeah. that doesn't automatically guarantee you money just because you're 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 known and you're famous it doesn't automatically make you make you financially stable and you know amanda seals brought up that good comp uh, uh, a great point that she was like you know she's been a child uh, an actor since she was eight years old and how she landed her job on insecure that at 35 that allotted her the opportunity to be financially stable at 35 Damn. like and you've been working in this industry for eight years and she's been on uh, she's been on mtv she's been on vh1 mm-hmm. she's had her own serious radio show like 
she's everywhere. And the fact that at 35, and she's not 35 anymore, obviously, but because Insecure was like, what, five years or whatever? Yeah. It's so, on Netflix now. Exactly. So is Issa Rae and them getting paid for that? Probably for the not. streams? Issa maybe. Issa maybe, because she may have done a contract that way, because she has an overall deal with HBO. But there's Amanda Seals and Definitely Yvonne Orji and everybody so. else. Are they all getting paid? You know what I'm saying? So, And that's what they're fighting for. And I think I think it's amazing that they're, that they're fighting for that. But, of course, these greedy companies are just like, well, we're going to hold out until they start losing their homes. And I'm like, y'all. Especially since much. Netflix, y'all greedy ass hoes. I just had to get a separate account because I was on my mom's Netflix account. Yeah, I'm going to have to get one, too. And I had to get a separate Bitches. one. I'm not getting it. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to go on the dark web and figure it out. I believe. If there's <laughs> anyone who can do it, it's you. I, I mean, I'll try it. This is why they're trying to cancel TikTok, because they're trying to show us. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah. It's crazy. I, I, I agree with the strike, though. And for these people, for these new content creators, uh, let me just help y'all. Uh, don't be out here scabbing. And if you ain't ever heard what scabbing is, that means that you're crossing a picket line. So that means that when, you know, they, they start to now, Hollywood starts to call on the people who they weren't calling on before. Like, hey, do you want to be in the movie? Hey, do you want to write? And you cross that picket line. Just no one understand that in order to be a SAG and after a member, union member, if during a strike you have ever, that's literally in the fine print, if you have ever worked during the time of a strike, you will not be allowed to be a SAG member in the future. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, baby. They don't play. Wow. You cross them picket lines if you want to. So all these new content creators, it's like, oh, well, you know, Angela Bassett ain't working right now. Issa Rae ain't working. I'll get out there and I'll, I'll act. Yeah, and that's going to be the last time you're going to do it, too. Because <laughs> once this strike is done, I didn't you're going to be blackballed. So you get out there and you scab if you want to. Be very careful. Support huh. the strike. So anyway, uh, Kaiser Permanente actually went on strike, too. Um, their people went on uh, strike. That's like a, a big insurance company. Some of their people went on strike. There's a lot of people going on strike. Nurses are going on strike. Uh, I heard the flights aren't flighting. The, yes. Uh, but I don't know if that was a strike or if they're just pissed. And no one showing up to work. United United Healthcare, I think. United Healthcare, Lord Jesus. United Airlines, I think, was the one who went on strike. Um, some of their pilots were out there picking. And, and I thought it was like 12 people. No, bitch. It was a shit ton of them pilots. I was like, God yeah. damn. So, yeah, they need to be, be paid better. It's it's sad. Anyway, uh, what were you telling me about uh, IG or Instagram with threads? Uh, Instagram launched threads probably like last week, the week after, which mm -hmm. is its new Twitter ish platform that reached like a million subscribers in probably like 11 hours something crazy i don't think any other mm -hmm. uh social media site has done it so of course elon's pissed yeah and i don't know if people are actually gonna make the jump i feel like twitter as crazy as it's gotten it's been like a pit like a a pillar it's the foundation it's the foundation people are still tweeting so and yeah. i still don't know how the fuck threads work it was so complicated to me I don't really know. It literally looks exactly like Twitter, just on Instagram. I'm not joining another social media site. It's too much. It's it. too much. Is also, it? I don't need to see your tweet on my like stories. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it there. Also, the people listen. Twitter is for the comedy, right? People right. are writing funny shit on Twitter. So unless all those funny people decide to bring their asses over to Threads and everyone gets on board, yeah. Because I've been fooled before. I thought TikTok was gonna be a flop, and it is not a flop. No, it is not. So maybe this will be like a phoenix from the ashes or something situation. But I'm well, not a Threads girl. People were talking about this one app called Spill, and Spill is like Spill. a supposedly allegedly a black owned like twitter kind oh, of situation that. however somebody already exposed the owner he's white so oh. allegedly <laughs> so i was like oh so much to spill anyway black um, created white 
funded. Exactly. Probably. So, and it, it was kind of like the same thing. How um, what was the one um, the one app where people had to get invites in order to? Uh, they had to send you a code or something. And you only get so many codes. And I'm like, why the fuck are y'all doing shit like that? Like, if you want people to clubhouse, that was the one. If you um, want people to join I'm your thinking of house stuff, party is what I'm thinking of. Okay, not one of those. But <laughs> people were like, oh, well, you can only get on clubhouse if you got an invite. Do you think that your app is going to survive when you do stupid shit no, like that? Like, whose idea that was that? Like, yeah, we'll make this elite. Bitch, no, you don't want to make anything elite right now. Twitter was not elite when it first came out. Facebook was. And Facebook, how long did that last? Maybe a year? And then mm-hmm. they were like, all right, your grandmas Space. can get on it now. Yep. Exactly. So I'm like, y'all are stupid. But I anyway. I think uh, they said Twitter's going to sue Meta. Why? For the threads. You can't sue them. Uh, that's I know. That's just what the like two. This is what I'm saying. Two billionaires going at it for no fucking reason. Y'all are like, bored. Y'all leave are us the bored. fuck out of that shit. Y'all go to dumb. space and leave us alone. Go on another submersible and get the fuck out of here. Anyway. I still cannot believe that that happened, and I have not watched. I have not collectively with the rest of at least the U.S. watched something closely like that since like the Casey Anthony trial. Damn, that long? I think so. Like. Wasn't OJ before? Oh no! And I guess we just we all watched the Amber Heard, Amber Heard trial. trial. We'll do yeah. Amber Heard. Yeah. But I, man, I was in fucking Europe getting updates on this shit because I was like, where are we? How much oxygen do we have for these idiots who decided to go on a fucking submarine? This is why I don't even care about it. Nope. Hey, here's the thing. You know what? I was I was having this conversation with my, one of my coworkers, and I was telling him I was like, you know, this is why billionaires become pedophiles. I've I've figured out the reason why the reason why they become pedophiles is because they're bored. When you get so much fucking money that regular human shit is not appealing to you. Mm -hmm. That's when you know, you need to just lose it all and go bankrupt. Okay. There should be, you know how like at the very end, like with Mario land or whatever, Mario world, you can only get so many like extra men and shit, or you can only get so many lives at a certain point, bitch, Mm -hmm. you can't get no more lives. After you hit 99, bitch, you can't get no more. And I, like, I feel like you can only buy so many cars. You can only be, buy so many houses, so much land, so many buildings, do so many business deals. Then you start going over to Africa and trying to kill the, the, the one last white albino lion ever on mm-hmm. earth because you just want the bragging rights. Then you're like, ooh, well, let's move on to kids. Let's see how many kids I can trap. Let's see how many people I can put in bondage and slavery. And, ooh, let me get my cheap ass on a goddamn plastic tube and go down to the bottom of the ocean even though we don't still have never explored the bottom of the goddamn ocean that's why a lot of y'all talk shit about leonardo dicaprio because he fucks these fucking 20 year old models Allegedly. while he's listening to a podcast he's bored the man's bored do you know he's how much sex all. that man has had probably? all of it all of it he's probably had all of the orgies all of the like he's like i might as well learn something <laughs> while i'm here he's probably had everything allegedly shoved in his ass or in his penis he's I'm, bored like, he's bored like this is why socialism works listen to bernie <laughs> bernie 2020 take the money eat the rich <laughs> yes because so, you got too much i just of can't it. believe they he forced that little 19 year old boy he didn't force me he had to go first of all anybody that comes to me and talking about let's go and you got a logitech control in your hand you got a fucking problem we everybody have, knows logitech don't work we have allegedly. not discovered an ounce of the ocean we've only we, discovered five percent we don't know what the if there's aliens they're at the bottom of the ocean you know what the fuck's down there also the pressure i hate the feeling of pressure like when yeah. you're in a, like the the air when you're whatever can you imagine the pressure that and they you felt? fired the safety guy you are building and you fired fire the, the safety, safety guy, guy? Come who probably said on. hey don't do this not safe 
And that's why he got fired because he spoke up. And, and now look at a whistleblower. Dead. We love a whistleblower. It's crazy. Did and, you hear the 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 guy they interviewed that was like, I was supposed to go on, but I got a little nervous. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it, thank God. He probably his wife was probably life. like, "Fuck you." Our life insurance ain't updated yet. I was just gonna say, I hope they all had really good life insurance. <laughs> I hope policies. they did too. I really hope they did because that was just crazy. But that's white people shit. Black people ain't gonna do nothing like that. Anyway, um. Did you see, you, what were you talking about, uh, Juvenile, the rapper? Juvenile was just on Tiny Desk, the NPR um, internet show where they do like mm-hmm. uh, acoustic-ish versions. Everyone comes on and sings songs. We're big Tiny Desk people over here. Yes, we are. That show was, I need a Juvenile resurgence. It was so good. Yeah. It like filled a void I didn't know I needed. You know, I, I really think that Tiny Desk is really replacing verses. It is. I think it's a good... Let's see. It used to be a little bit more of um, not as well-known yeah, people. True. So you could kind of get to know their music, which was fun. Mm-hmm. But in the last couple of years, I feel like it's been more like big names kind of making returns yeah. or coming back. And that's been fun, too, because it's like people. What's your favorite Tiny Desk so far? Oh, I love Meg Thee Stallion's Tiny Desk. I also I love, love Ma- everyone loves Mac Miller's Tiny Desk. I also love Mac Miller's Tiny Desk. Um, Usher's was great. Watch this. My favorite one thus far, obviously, besides Brandy, oh. let's be clear, she's the queen. But my favorite Tiny Desk so far has been Duran Bernard. He dr- the, oh. you, okay, you should know who he is. He dressed his whole crew as um from the Proud Family. Yes, I did see that. That man, I'm I'm sorry. He blew every everybody else's Tiny Desk is down here compared to where his yeah. was. First of all, the creativity. The vocals ate the entire time. Yeah. Like, I was just like, why wasn't, did somebody record this and put this on an album and to (laughs) sell it, like, literally? And it's so cool because you can really hear their voice. Yes. Right? It's a more intimate setting. Mm -hmm. And they sometimes do different stuff with the music. They slow it down. They speed it up. They have other people come in, which is really cool. Absolutely. And and it shows the true musicianship of these artists. Lizzo's was great. Lizzo's was really great. great. Chica. Listen, I'm I'm so pissed at Chica that she changed her name because I still know to Chica what? as Oroniku. That's who she started off as. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was Oroniku, and then they made her change it because people were having a difficult time saying Oroniku. It's a pretty name. I, I love Oroniku, but then she yeah. changed it to Chica. She just got out of, I think she is still in the hospital or just got out. Um, she was having, unfortunately, some issues with um, kidney failure Oof, i think it was yikes allegedly so prayers up for chica but um yeah i love a tiny desk but yeah if you haven't seen the juvenile tiny desk episode it's really good it was really really good and um, everyone can remember how much they love juvenile yeah true what were we talking about the espies i watch the love the espies cool it's always such a fun it's just like a bunch of fucking athletes and rappers at an award show that they actually attend true. you know very true it's like if bet could be better and stop bringing on like random ass TikTokers and YouTube stars. I think the BET awards could be more like the SPs. But I think that the BET awards used to be a very like prestigious type of yes, re- award show. until they start show. inviting these fucking crazy people. Well, I don't even think it's that. I think they've, they're, they're trying to keep up with the times. And when you try to keep up with the times, that's how sometimes, in certain areas, that's how you fuck up. Because the Oscars mm-hmm. hasn't kept, they, they don't do that. No. You know, the Image Awards hasn't done that. They they stay true to who they are. It's like the social media shit, keep that on the 5 o'clock p.m. part of the show. Yeah. On the pre-show. Don't put it on the main stage. Yeah. Well, but then we don't have the hip-hop awards anymore, so they have to accommodate true. for that too. I love watching the SB. Did you see Lil Wayne perform? 
No, I, I mean, I I saw that he performed. What was it, a Millie? Was it he a performed? Millie? A, he performed a Millie, but he changed some of the words to be oh, about okay. sports. So it's like he talks about Angel Reese and all mm. this stuff. It was just fun. Savannah came out with the kids because they yeah. were honoring LeBron, which was cool. Melo got some kind of award. Oh yeah, because he retired. Mm-hmm. I hate he's like the Charles Barkley of the new generation. He never won a championship, unfortunately. Yeah. But he great player um, for the most part. So I just like watching. Yes, because it's always fun. Angel Reese won for uh, College Player of the Year, or as whatever. As she should, as, as she, she should. should. And I and hope she should be getting paid for that shit too. She really should. First of all, I love the fact that now college students are getting paid, but I also love what Rachel Rachel that is not her name. Who the fuck's Rachel? Angel Reese has done for women's college basketball. She hasn't done it by herself, but when you you have to understand when you're a face of something, you're bringing notoriety and you're bringing attention to it. And the fact is. Nobody can deny that Angel Reese has brought an attention to women's basketball specifically this year that has not been done before. Because she's doing all the like swagger and the aggro shit that the boys can do that everyone watches and that they always told the girls not to do. Don't Mm -hmm. do that. We're not going to do that. She's doing it. And that's why y'all want to fucking watch. Exactly. And also too, I think the biggest, the the biggest boom that we had since, you know, uh, before that was when Don Staley came back and started coaching women's basketball oh, yeah. and won the championship for South Carolina. And everybody was like, oh, we got to watch South Carolina. Yeah. And, and then Aaliyah Boston and Asia Wilson and all these other women, you know, during their time, you know, obviously gave notoriety. But the fact that more people watch the girls March Madness than watch the boys. Because it's better. Because it is. And it's always been better. And I love the fact that even LeBron James at the very end, oh, yeah. he gave props up to Asia Wilson for winning WNBA Player of the Year at the ESPYs as well as encouraging and doing kind of like a call to action for the men to start watching these games because Mm -hmm. the fact that these WNBA players are making $50,000 a year and it's like, okay, Flage and Angel Reese and all them probably making millions of dollars right now. And then when they, when they go to the WNBA, you tell me you got to take a pay cut for 70,000 to reach my goal. Listen, I'll be a six player or or six year and damn, (laughs) what you call it? That's stupid (laughs) as hell. That makes no damn. And you can't say you don't have the money because you do. You got the money. They don't. They don't even let NBA, WNBA players allegedly charter flights. They over here with the regular population. Take on Delta, Comfort Plus. They can't even get a gym. You can't even get a what the hell? A workout room makes no damn sense. But anyway, congratulations to all those SB winners. I love that. Um, what were you talking about? Speaking of kind of athletes, what were you talking about? The Olympic doctor, Larry Nasser got his ass jumped in prison. Good job. And that's all I have to say about that. I love that for him. I just oh, no, he got stabbed too. He got stabbed too. I yeah. it's not that I forget all these horrible things that these horrible men have done. It's just that it consumes the media, and then once they go to jail, we kind of back off. And so yeah. there's just these little pleasant. Remi- if I was going to be reminded about him being in prison, that's the way. This to do is it. the reminder that Absolutely. I want. Not that he's on probation or parole no. or that. So you know, I yeah, no. I he he has know. 191 years. He's not getting out. Easy. But I um speaking kind of piggybacking, not off that, but just off Olympic gymnasts. Have you seen that Gabby Douglas uh penned a letter that she is coming back to gymnastics? Shut the front out. door. I love that for her. I don't know if she Did you ever watch the Gabby Douglas story? It's I like did. a lifetime movie. I and did. For some reason it always plays at the dry bar. It and was I, beautiful. Every time I have to watch it. Simone Biles had a really good one too. Their their stories are very kind of kind of similar, but not I mean, obviously she was her mom was not on drugs. Uh Gabby Douglas's mom was not on drugs, allegedly, but um I'm saying allegedly for because Simone Biles' mom allegedly was on drugs. Anyway, thank you for right there. But um, but yeah, I love that for Gabby Douglas. I feel like Gabby Douglas, you know, has had a, a rough run the past few years. And people, you know, it's it's almost kind of like the rap industry. How 
Nick, you know, you had Queen Latifah and MC Light. They tried to pin them against each other, and, and MC Light and Queen Latifah was like, "Fuck no, we're sisters. We're good." Then you know you had the Missy Elliotts and the Eves and the Lil Kims and the Foxy Browns, and then you had the Nicki Minaj and the Cardi Bs and all them. And you're always trying to say, "Oh, well, there can only be one woman at a time." And I felt like they did the same thing with Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles. That as Simone Biles was coming up and winning everything, they were like, "Oh, look, Gabby Douglas doesn't look happy. She's not standing but for the national like, anthem." Those and, two terms of not terms but like those two olympics back to back where it was all those girls Mm -hmm. it was like candles in the night like a fucking they were just like everywhere all the time we Mm -hmm. loved it we love and then they're just nothing we never heard from they never loved anything which is so weird because i felt like with sean johnson which was way before that Mm -hmm. she we everyone kept her in the media and she was doing all this other stuff and we always talked about her well because sean never said no that's true she she never said no and i think that's why she ended up getting injured like it's a, it's the same thing of of um, Dominique not Mucciano who was the young was it Dominique Mucciano what was the one girl on the U.S. Olympics team in 1996 who broke her ankle it was two years old but okay never mind uh, <laughs> but anyway she said uh, she didn't say no and after she she ended up ruining her career like after she uh, she did the uh, not the balance beam whatever the damn thing was that the, she did she landed it's the horse or whatever the pummel horse pummel horse yes and so she she or had already fractured her foot I, and it was at the very last minute so she couldn't say no and she wanted to win that gold medal well that was the end of her career and so sean johnson unfortunately had a career ending injury as well mm-hmm. too but i think the fact that simone Genetics said is no it is body. and the fact that we know that as professionals that when you have an inordinate amount of stress all the time it alters your body stress can kill you mm-hmm. and the fact that gab uh, that um uh Lord Jesus, what's her name? Simone Biles. Did Simone Biles say no for mental health? She did. Okay. And people were like, how dare you get here and you take a spot from somebody else. You're on the biggest stage and you're you're not winning. You're not American. You're not patriotic. And I'm like, this girl is trying to live. She got a whole ass life after gymnastics. Her body's not going to be able to do her favor. Can you imagine being the family or a close friend of that person i'd be like fuck this fuck the world fuck everybody don't 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 do it it. because she could have literally tried to go for a particular jump and could have came down and landed on her neck and killed herself i remember okay she was like mentally i'm not in it yeah she's like i'm not she's like i'm in my head and i'm gonna injure myself if i do anything what a mature decision to make that's brave a lot of people would have been like it'll be fine when you've been doing something for so long and you're that good at it exactly. i'm sure it's easy to be like it'll be fine i just gotta get out there yeah fuck no it's one wrong that's your neck that's exactly. your life no well, even gabby douglas for her like during that time you i mean it appeared as if she were struggling with something but to me i felt like she was more so probably struggling with the fact of just it appeared as if the world were against her and just trying to pin her and simone biles against each mm-hmm. other she's like i just want to do fucking gymnastics women be good at the same thing exactly and she's like i just want to do gymnastics i'm here like i don't have a problem with simone biles me and her are friends me and the other girls are friends i'm older than them i'm not going to do the same thing that these 14 and 15 year olds are going to do i'm 19 years old and Mm -hmm. and still in this like i'm a grown-ass woman you know and so i think for her even too you got to get away mentally sometimes to be able to come back you know bigger and better than ever so i love that for her have you been watching wimbledon at all yes i have okay i never really watched tennis but i've been following this because i was in europe so i had to watch it um i seeing them get into their heads and just like seeing it unfold and then missing Mm -hmm. shot after shot it is the most anxiety inducing thing i've ever seen in my entire life yeah because people don't think it's real and it absolutely is real because it's just like 
once you start, it's the mental talk, yeah. the negative self-talk. And you're mm-hmm. like, should I miss another one? And I miss another one. And yeah. I miss another one. And you can just see them breaking down. Well, this is why even, too, you can have basketball teams, football teams who are not as uh, skillful as other teams, but then they'll still come and beat the biggest, the, ba- the biggest and the baddest team because what they do is they get in the heads of the other team. Mm-hmm. And if I can knock you off your rocker and I'm so confident and I make you feel insecure, you're going to mess up everything, even though skillfully on paper, you should be able, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're more, you have more access to resources. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do all of this stuff better than me, but I've gotten in your head now. Well, and it's just so crazy because like gymnastics and tennis are solo unless you're doing doubles. True. But you have no one. It's like, it's you. It's, it's you. all you. And everyone's watching you. And if you fuck up, that's you. Because if you're exactly. on a team, you can be like, it was him. It was me. We right. have each other. Whatever. Yeah. I could never. Well, even for, you know, Serena and Venus. I remember Venus one time was playing and she was going for some shot. And she screamed out so loud and had like an injury to her to her abdomen. And she was, and it, I think it was like the first set. And she mm-hmm. was just like. Have a great day. <laughs> she, she was like, bitch, no, this is my life. I'm, nope, I'm not doing it. Even yeah. Serena Williams has done that. She's gone to the bathroom, come back, and she's like, thank y'all for coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. Like, Dude, you know your body. Speaking of injuries, did you see that um, Priscilla Presley? Is that the one that just died? Lisa Marie Presley. Lisa Marie Presley is Alvis Presley's daughter. Lisa Marie Presley passed away recently, correct? Like a few months ago. Okay. She had 30 feet of necrotic bowel. Same way her daddy died. I was like, what Allegedly. the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. Sorry, just, I saw that the other day. This is why, I, I don't know, Some a gastroenterologist tell us, are colonics really that good? Should we be going to get colonics? I just, or any we, bowel stuff is so, it's like the worst pain. And I hate treating the, people with bowel pain and stomach issues because it's just an awful you don't even have a tummy ache, and that shit ruins your day. Well, because your gut is the epicenter of everything. I know. So I had 30 feet of Like, our, our brains are important, yes. Our hearts are important, yes. The microbiome. But you fuck up that gut, baby. Your whole brain and heart are shut down. Oof. Yeah. So take care of your gut. Seriously. Uh, last thing real quick before we... Well, we're going to go... I can't talk today. Words mm-hmm. are hard. Uh, we're going to go into the rehab corner real quick. Did you see the plastic surgeon TikToker that actually got her license permanently revoked? No, but I'm interested. So apparently there's one uh, plastic surgeon, I can't remember her name, but anyway, it's not important, but uh, she was live streaming her plastic surgeries. um, And I think she was doing it allegedly without consent from these patients. And they permanently revoked her license. And apparently- Dr. Roxy. Dr. Roxy, yeah. She's on- um, She looks like- She's from Ohio. And yeah, so she was basically- live streaming on TikTok these plastic surgeries and so apparently there was one other um, patient that she had allegedly who got botched like a few years ago and so she sued this doctor and won her lawsuit and so um, after she got her license taken away permanently she was at the courthouse and she even said she was like hi Mary and Mary was like I just want to see the look on her face when I was I wanted her to be the first one that I saw um, so that way she knows that she got her license taken away. But yeah, her, her license has now been permanently taken away. Also, you had 100,000 followers, which means these 100,000 people were just watching you film these people who didn't know you were filming That's them. That's crazy. That's why I'm like, with Dr. Miami, I'm like, I just don't like that. Like, I like the fact that doctors are more relatable, but I do not like sometimes the patient and doctor content, especially when they're when you're in the OR. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like that's not a space where we need to be. And then when some shit pop off, then you can't undo that. You can't untake it because whatever you put on the internet is forever. You know what I'm saying? And so I just, I I don't know that I like that. I just need everyone to understand that for the most part, operating rooms 
They're supposed to be sterile. They're supposed to be sterile, but also just like, I feel like people think they're these really serious places. They should be. They should be. People are just fucking around and operating. They're playing music and dancing. music, joking, talking about what they're mm-hmm. doing. To, it's just like an insane thing to witness. And I think you, you're you yeah. in your head are like, oh, I was a very professional doctor. These nurses mm-hmm. are going to be in there. It's going to be this. Because that's what you see on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. It's tense. It's quiet because right. they're, you know, operating on they're a human being. They're in the gallery being. watching. Absolutely not. It's just another day in the office for these people. Mm-hmm. So... And you're trying to keep up, and that's not the way to keep up. You need to, no. you should have got a social media manager who was going to help you do TikToks or whatever that's relatable and not actually showing people's yeah. blood, guts, and all that other kind of stuff. Like, that's insane. And that's why this one particular doctor kind of piggybacking off the next one, our next subject or our last subject that we're going to talk, talk about, maybe not unless you have something else. Um, this one doctor called for healthcare workers to now have to wear uh, body cams and she's actually trying to get legislation passed and trying to move up the chain of command to try to get healthcare workers to have to wear be mandated to wear body cams um, to pre- try to prevent racism to the doctors so you can actually count how long they're in a patient room well I think okay here's the thing I don't I don't see that there's anything wrong with body cams as a healthcare worker the reason why I say that is because I personally don't think I would get fired for my actual patient care. I need no audio. No audio. I need no because, audio. And not the stuff that I say to patients, because I don't say wild stuff to patients. Sometimes it depends on how difficult you're being. <laughs> but if it's like the stuff that I'm getting ready to go into a patient room or coming out of a Talking patient room. Talking yourself into it. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, Jesus, I don't want to go in here and see this motherfucker. God damn, how many more patients I got left? Okay, 23 minutes and we in and out, you know. But I'm not calling patients names. No. I'm not saying racial comments and stuff like that. Discriminatory. I'm not doing any It would any be of great to stuff. be able to watch back the crazy shit that happens. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just going to be like another fucking thing. It's just privacy, obviously, because if we're yeah. like, we do clean up patients on our. How my patients are ass naked. Exactly. And so we are seeing a lot of body parts, genitals and whatnot. So that would be the biggest thing. You would try to have to figure out a way to blur it or put it as a part of the medical record like how they do with wound care when they're taking mm-hmm. pictures of the wounds so you would have to kind of do it like that but i think i also think too patients would not agree to being filmed no i think it's even a good way it's for to their protect safety. us more than them because i feel like crazier shit happens to us from the patients than you think so i think there's more reporting that goes on of like abuse in the hospital in terms of like we hear more of the stories of like a nurse did this a doctor did this yeah but i think on a day-to-day basis more hospital workers are being abused by the pay like getting hit oh, by a patient absolutely. that kind of shit so yeah, i'm saying yeah yeah the body cam would be good to be like uh no this motherfucker just mr hit johnson me. punched me in the face and, I and it's on camera proof. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Her, we as healthcare workers we get beat on all the time yeah but i also think in the grand scheme of things to catch some of these especially in some of these smaller facilities these skilled nursing facilities these nursing homes you do catch a lot of elder abuse it's ridiculous but um like i said i think it'll just be the stuff that we say like even if it's like a dementia demented patient and we say something oh like a joke sometimes you just have to keep listen you just got to keep going you got to keep just enter meet them where they're at you do got to enter in you may say some shit that i don't think it would be passable now but hey you're now a world war ii vet just like this guy like a patient said to me one day a couple of weeks ago, he was just like, I went in with a, an OT, and so he was just like, "Well, I know you ain't gonna have no problem lifting me up." <laughs> <laughs> and so I said to the patient, "Well, sir, you're not a size zero yourself. You pretty big. You bigger than me. 
He was like, but 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 I'm the patient. Yeah, I know. And you still be. And we know why. So big boy, help me out. <laughs> okay, I'm a big girl. You a big boy. Let's uh, go. Trindellenburg, this bitch. <laughs> exactly. Like somebody says something like that. It's like we weren't calling the patient a bitch. The bed was broken, uh, and we were trying to put the patient back in before man, they fell. So what a job. Yeah, I, I think in healthcare, more people would get disciplinary action based off what they say not directly to patients my, but each other my body can footage all day would just be people on bedside moves and me <laughs> just sitting there being like you good you need help my body cam footage would be me saying all right we're gonna do some longer quads one <laughs> two three go slower go this way mr johnson no 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 come on but don't put your hand there get your hand off your penis it would be so yeah. annoying that they would be like we don't want any more body cams from any more PTs or no OTs. Therapy, we yeah. don't my, want it. In We're ARU, good. my body cam footage would be me staring in the mirror as they're taking a shower because I'm fucking bored of shit. And you know how I pop off in songs. Into the thick of it. Ah. Into the thick of it. Meanwhile, they, like a whole coat, coat blue is going on and Monica's just sitting there dancing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I break off in the song real quick. Song and dance very quickly. So yeah, my, um, my body can't hear that's my patients. I'm like, oh, while you're showering, do you want to listen to music? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, I do. So I'm going to listen to music. We're going to listen to what I listen to. Or if I'm telling patients, do you want to die today, Mr. Johnson? Get out of this bed. The best would you be know. when they're about to code, but they haven't code yet. Or like when they're passing out and shit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're fine. Like you can see the it in your eyes. It's exactly. not fine, but you're telling the patient it's fine. I would like to watch that back. Absolutely. Or us running down the hallway with a patient who's coded. True. With their their balls in the air because a nurse decides to put their legs up. You gotta elevate the legs. You gotta elevate the legs. We can do without the legs right now. This patient is dying. Can we just run back yeah. to the room? But anyway, so yeah, we'll see if healthcare workers actually get body cams. We'll I see. doubt it, but we'll see. Who I'm knows? sure the hospital doesn't want to be responsible for that shit. But I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to have any patients that are willing to participate in that. Yeah, they're not going to want to be recorded. Because consent, right? Yeah. No, but they, I bet you they would make it into be like, okay, if you want to be here, sign over but see that, consent. That's gonna, somebody's going to sue. Somebody's going to sue whatever law this is, and they're going to take it up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is going to side with the patients. Supreme Court's been busy the last couple of months. Well, you know, they have been. I, th I thought, you know. Katandra was going to save us all, but goddamn, she's oh, overpowered. She's know. outnumbered. Anyway, well, uh, anything else you need to talk about before we get out of here? No. Um, I'm so happy you guys have us back. Yeah, seriously. I know y'all Tuesdays have been so boring without us, but we're back. And we we're it. better than ever. So uh, new and exciting things coming at you down the pipeline. And we're going to continue at this until y'all get us to a place where we no longer have to work our full-time jobs. Thank yes. you in advance. Amen. Anything else? Nope, let's get out of here. Y'all have an amazing week on purpose. Y'all remember to spread love. Spread light. And don't forget to laugh your face off. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face Off with Slimming and Fowler. Off. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, including face Instagram, off. Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. and YouTube at spread The Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face Off with Slimming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released. It's The Face Off.